Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Coopcast. I am your host, Brandon Nichols. Joined with me, as always, Sam Spangler. How are you doing, Sam? Episode 27. Doing well. <laughs> just, thought um, we, just thought we needed that little, little interlude. Let's get this out of the way. I haven't touched longing. <sighs> and I tell you what, I'm tempted to not touch it again until you touch Horizon Zero Dawn. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't really think I can say much to that. So Okay. Yeah. So last night when we didn't group game as a group and I said maybe you should play Horizon, you didn't do it? No, so the hard thing is is gaming still feels active to me. Right. It involves it's, it's not shutting your brain off. Exactly. It's not shutting my brain off. Hey, I've got off. a game for you called the longing. <laughs> <laughs> you can just shut your brain off. No, 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 click, no. This is you, something you click that, once, you wait for fifteen minutes <laughs> and then you go to the next one. Right. But you have to click at that 15 minutes. Like sometimes right. I just want to shut it off completely. So, but yeah, so sometimes like, I just want to shut my mind off completely. And last night I uh, was just, it seems like that's been more consistent is that I just want to shut my mind off at the end of the evening and I don't want to do anything unless I'm playing with you guys. Right. I enjoy that. I enjoy right. hanging out with my friends and talking to them and being silly and, and goofy. When but, they choose to play Justin and Brent and Justin. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I know that was a little bit later than probably what yeah, we were hoping. You, so you and I were playing Coop for a little while. Yeah. And then we sat and talked for Which a while. Which I spanked you. Yeah, Twice. O, I'm o for Four. That's what you said. No, I think it's five. Because I think we played three times at the park that day. Oh, okay. Well, and you know, that first, the first time you're learning it, it's really kind of difficult to right. kind of understand exactly what's going on. So, but you know, so I'm over five, but my goal someday. Yeah. I did uh, watch all of Succession did on you? HBO. And yeah, I binged it. it. Yeah, I liked it. it. It looks like it's getting good, solid reviews. Yeah. It's a good show. And I don't know, like, it's one of those right now with where the season ended. I'm kind of not really sure where they're going to go with it. So it's one, and I also feel like it's going to be a limited series. It's not going to be something that I don't know how many episodes or seasons the Sopranos had a lot, I think, but I don't think this show can do that because of where it ended. So, Oh, Oh, let's, I want to see what this says. Summer Thunder games, according to Mr. uh, What am I? Our good friend. (laughs) not loading on mine so <laughs> apparently it never happened it in never Prince happened. Re- yeah recollection so <laughs> it was a beautiful time that is now forgotten so what have you been up to since we talked last so wife and kids are out of the tent out of the house so it's kind of you know quite my castle days. yeah i have found that you know as we were talking i think just off mic that I have to kind of get going early in the morning if I'm going to get stuff done. I just feel like if I don't, it feels like I, f- I have a boulder on my shoulder the rest of the day, and it kind of drags me down if I don't right. actually do something active. So this morning I went on a bike ride out to Longview Lake, which is really nice, and just kind of, you know, got to enjoy that. a bike ride? Yeah, it's not too bad. I think it was, I don't know, 13, 15, something like that. But I enjoy it, and it's, it's nice, and... Uh, then they have the coffee shop there, so I got myself a breakfast burrito and some coffee, and yeah, just kind of enjoyed the morning. And then, yeah, then I took my dog on a walk. So nothing crazy, but no. I've been enjoying it. And it's a beautiful day outside. It was. It's, it's gorgeous. So we, I tried at lunch, Monica, or I went to Hawaiian Brothers. They just opened up. The oh yeah. There. And um, man, first of all, a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's opening kind of day. positioned weirdly in that center which Steak and Shake, which it was beforehand, was it's just a weird place to put a building. 
but they have a drive through right drive through wrapped all the way around and out up to 291 oh, that's, that's good uh, and i did an online order and i live like way less than a quarter of a mile from this place. right and so i was like i did the online order i waited till it said it was gonna be ready i drove over there there was nowhere for me to do curbside pickup yeah i kind of parked a ways and walked and it still took 20 minutes for the yeah. food. I mean, they, what'd you think? I liked it. I had never had it before. Yeah. And I had friends tell me that it was really good. Yeah. And apparently I got their spiciest one. Okay. Um, what, which, so this is meats. This is, so what? it's basically, tell us a little bit about, okay, so about here's, Hawaiian here's brothers, Hawaiian brothers, which I think might only be in a Kansas city area. Thing. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them not yet, sponsored by them yet, but, but if they'd well like to sponsor us, we'll be happy um, to talk about them more. According to them, it's authentic Hawaiian type food. Um, you get, they basically, so they have chicken, pork and veggie trays basically is what it is. Okay. So what it is, is you get a layer of uh, steamed rice with some kind of teriyaki type based cooked chicken or pork. Mm, Sounds good. Sounds Um, good. They've got two non-hot ones, which one is just basic teriyaki. The other one is, uh, green onions and garlic and something else like that. And then there's two spicy ones. Um, the sp- and I thought I just got a regular spicy one. Apparently, I got the spiciest one, which really wasn't even that bad. What it tasted like was a, a spicier uh, General Tso's chicken. That's okay. kind of what it tastes like. But it gotcha. comes on a, blue, a bed of rice. I mean, there's a lot of meat. It's just like they just chucked it on there. Um, and then it comes with a scoop of what they call uh, macaroni salad. And then a scoop, actual regular scoop of uh, steamed rice. It was really weird, but both Austin and I think the macaro- the ma- their macaroni salad tasted like biscuits and gravy. It was really weird. I don't know. It might have just been some that batch. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but they, and they also have, um, instead of one of those two sides, you can get pineapple or you can get veggies. They also have just a veggie tray. And then they have a pulled pork one. It's all pulled pork. And that's really it pretty simple it's very simple pretty simple but it was really good yeah um and it took a little while for me to get my food obviously they were slammed um the manager gave me a free meal thing on my way out i was i'm very patient oh that's restaurant 101 right get them back in the door a second time they think Um, they do i do it three times and then you're sold you've seen that huh i've seen that too i I, i've actually tried to figure out how to apply that to other business things but um no i the the one part that was really worrisome for me was I walked in and it was standing room only. All the tables were taken and everybody was just standing there. Less than half of the people in this building had like a mask or some kind of something on. Well, that's good. And I was like, there's not anything going on right now that no, would require like, or be important to we. So I kind of like looked over at where I thought it would be. And then I stepped back outside <laughs> and this guy goes to go in and like I, I saw him make this loop, loop, and just came right back out the door, grabbed his phone and called. It's like, yeah, I'm here to pick up a carryout order. And I was like, no, I'm outside. And he hangs up the phone. I was like, it's like these people are forgetting there's a damn pandemic yeah. going on. Like, it's a new <laughs> restaurant. They people got to go and get some well, food. Right. Well, that's the other thing was the place hadn't even been open for 30 minutes by the time I got there, and I was like, holy crap! But. So the other thing is they come in three portions. There's a small portion, uh, what they call classic, which is a medium, and a large. Like apparently the large portion comes with an extra scoop of the macaroni and the rice. 
having had the regular one, I don't know how anybody, one person can, you get a large to split with somebody. And Monica didn't even finish hers and split hers with the kid. And, and I just, and like I said, mine wasn't really that hot. I mean, it was hot, but it was more of the hot that I felt like it, it started to become work to eat. Because I'm like, every bite's just going to stay. Yeah. A little like, bit, a little bit tangier on the tongue. Right. To the point where you're going to have to kind of yeah, take like, a little sip, I, cool it down. Right. But, but but it wasn't bad. So. Biscuits and gravy. It's a weird, it's a weird taste to me. Like, it That's tastes like noodles. odd. Okay. But there's something about the sauce that I was like, this kind of tastes like biscuits and gravy to me. That's strange. And Austin, because I tasted, I'm like, this tastes familiar. And I don't know what it is. And I kept doing this. And Austin wanted to try it, so I let my oldest try it. He goes, that, he goes, that is good. I'm like, it is. He goes, it does have like a... And I went, wait. And he goes, what? I'm like, that's biscuits and gravy. And he goes, what? So I gave him another bite, and he's like, it is. And I'm just like, I don't know what's that's going funny. on here. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So, um, But try it out. Yeah, it, I will. It's, you know... And, and the, just so you know, the small is like six something. Okay. The medium gotcha. is eight something. And then the large is 10 something. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, not so bad price. So I said to Monica, I said, do we get a large yeah. and split it? And that's, you know. I do have a little funny story that happened today. Okay. So today I was I broke some sandals that I had, a pair of black ones. And I like to have a pair of black sandals and I like to pair, have a pair of brown sandals just to match up occasionally sure <laughs> but my, but my black ones broke so i was like okay i'm gonna go to the little shopping center that we have and i parked by old navy but then i they didn't have what i was looking for so then i went to famous footwear but i didn't drive i just walked because i was like it's pretty close it's a beautiful day so I walked down there they didn't have what i needed and i'm like well target's not that far i'll just walk to target right so i walked to target and i'm like maybe they'll have what i need so i go into target and they have kind of some of the things i would want but they don't have my size. So I was like, well, I'm just out of luck. No big deal. Did you just walk to Kohl's? Well, <laughs> so then I was kind of, while in Target, I love watermelon. And it's the time of year oh, that yeah. I'm like, oh, watermelon's really good right now. So I'm going to go ahead and get myself a watermelon. And then I was thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm going over to Brandon's later. I'm going to get myself a, a bubbly because I love like the like, oh, right, little right, flavored right, right. waters. And I'm like, oh, and I need some shaving cream because you know, I'm getting low. So I was like, those are things I need to pick up. Bought them, and what do I remember? When as soon as I walk out, I didn't park over here. You parked about a quarter parked, mile away. Exactly, <laughs> I parked a quarter mile away, and so I'm like, okay. So I was just talking to Emily during this. I said, I just realized now I'm going to have to be walking carrying a bubbly, a big watermelon, and shaving cream, and I didn't get in any sacks because I was just like, oh no big deal. Right. I'm just walking out to this little place and walk back, and I'm sure people are like, what is this guy doing carrying a watermelon? Right. You know, in his hands, and, and you there's no fruit stands nearby. I drank it. I drank it before oh. I got over. Oh, I thought like maybe you bought like a twelve pack of it. No, no, like I just bought like a single in the fridge one. Oh, okay, so just a little that's, funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I could just totally. And I can yeah. see the expression on your face walking out and going, "Whoops, crap." Yep. Um, my bad. So I've got some news here. Really, we just have some news, and then you and I wanted to talk about something about next gen. Um, and I think I'm going to go a little bit out of order from what's here. Um, but you have the list in front of you. I do. Correct. Yeah, I do have the list in front of me. I so don't know you, just, you just go um, however you want to big, go. The biggest news from the last 24 hours is uh, 
face or Microsoft has killed Mixer. Yeah. And they're partnering partnering with Facebook Gaming. Is it I don't even think it's been quite a full year or if it has it's just been just over a year since Mixer debuted. I knew it was going to struggle even though they're given Shroud and Ninja a shitload of money to try to pull viewers. That's you're pulling one demographic and that's really all you're doing. What's, what's your thoughts on it? Just like they're just we're done. Well, and you and I were talking about this because you had brought it up to me, which it shocks me because it seems like it was something that they were attempting to try to pull viewers to. They right. were trying to bring people and into they, this ecosystem. They made it such a big deal on the Xbox One. Exactly. Like, like, they, like if you want to stream, you can stream with yep. Mixer and all this other and stuff. And this is where, you know, this is where the gaming is. I mean, like you said, two huge names, Shroud, Ninja, people know them, so they're going to bring an audience over with them. And it just didn't really make sense to me, but then you talked about how, but yeah, They've got a new console, new games coming out. They want people's eyes on these games. Right. And so it really, it's a sad, but it's kind of, it's a smart move to kind of, rather than bleeding it out and being like, wow, we're not getting the viewership that we were hoping we would get. Because Twitch, obviously, I think is probably the leader as far as, you know, um, and I don't know about. YouTube has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I don't know anything about Facebook gaming. I don't even know. The only I'll tell you, there's only one person I know that does Facebook gaming really big. Um, it's a guy named Stone Mountain. He's the, and I think I've seen you the videos. He's the guy that does the does the war games when he always does it. Like he's actually oh, one I of the yeah. the commander says, "Get in line." Yeah, soldier. that's pretty funny. Um, he does most of his stuff on Facebook. Gotcha. So, but he's like like one of the only real streamers. Now, let me ask you this. So I kind of had been thinking about that um, as you've told me, and it's kind of you know stewed in my brain balls a little bit. Um, what do you think? What is, how does this make you feel about the confidence of Microsoft moving forward? Do you think it was a wise choice, cut and run, or do you think they should have stayed the course and see where it went? And overall, my last final question is, is this a sign of what's to come with their future console. That could be kind of a big hit against them. Well, it depends because if they're going to take, if they're going to start integrating Facebook into it, but here they, they, they have said this, they have already said that they will, the users of Xbox one and series X will be able to stream on Twitch. They're going to, there's going to be a Twitch app again. They're going to be able to incorporate that in. Did they not have that before? I think they limited it to just Mixer. Okay. Like, to what it was able to okay. stream. Okay. Now, having said that, I don't stream on Xbox. And I've only ever streamed straight from my PlayStation using Twitch. Okay. But I've never done anything else. But they were like, look, we're going to allow you in the future to do, to use Twitch. Um, I don't, I think, and I think that hindered them. I, as, as weird as it might sound, having only mixer available on the xbox one i think kind of probably hurt like like the, hey you only have one option that's kind of like, how i feel like, it's, it's, it's a little tri- it's them, a little stumble it's a you're little not trip. even letting them try to figure out what they like more and it felt like they were trying to just buy the oh, we'll just buy the win on this one and it didn't and it kind of feels a little like a little bit of lack of confidence it does um but which the, is not encouraging with a new console generation coming up. It's not. And I've already talked about how I feel like they've had for the last year and a half, the widest platform to increase 
everything and put all the attention on them and give them a massive, I don't want to use the word lead in this going to the next gen. And I feel like they've stumbled a lot. Um, but I don't know. I think coming into the next gen, I think Microsoft kept starting with the announcement of the Xbox One. Tried to do too much with the console. They wanted it to be an entire entertainment center. They wanted it to be, you know, your destination for gaming, you know. And they were like, like we're going to throw all this crap in here from all these different areas. And PlayStation came out and said, we want to play games. And I think, I feel like mix, the Mixer thing might have been a long-term goal. They're like, we've got the money. Let's do this. Let's see if it works. And I think maybe they just hit that roadblock and they're like, Look, we've got a, we're narrowing down. We're getting good, good traction on the Series X. Let's just incorporate all that money. Also, I really would love to know like the logistics cost-wise of what it was costing them. Because here's the deal. If I have to choose between having more than one streaming capability with Microsoft putting money into Mixer or Microsoft dumping it, taking that money and then putting it into their video game studios and letting them have more accessibility, like... I would rather them do that. Do you think that overall, I mean, now granted, we're looking back hindsight, they shouldn't even have started with Mixer. They, sh- they shouldn't have. They should have just been like, Twitch is the leader out there. That's our, you know, you can stream there. You can stream Facebook gaming. I think they should have stuck with Twitch. Uh, this, this, is why, this is my opinion. They should have stuck with Twitch. And if they really wanted to get into the streaming market, start Mixer, but start it small. Because this is what you do is you build your audience legit say look we have you can stream to facebook so like on faith or on playstation you can stream to youtube you can stream to facebook you can stream to twitch no mixer app and then that was something else i was always curious is the reason mixer wasn't on playstation because of sony or because microsoft was no this is our thing we want to make it big because i'd like you know like to know that because that could have also hindered them maybe they tried to put it on sony and sony went no and that removed a whole nother audience of, and that could also, and that's also the other thing. If you're relying completely on the Xbox one to be your output for mixer and you're getting demolished like 10 to one in console sales, you're not going to get the output of people streaming on mixer that you are on Twitch because if people are streaming from their PlayStation, they have a number of abilities and that you don't on the, like, I, I'm not trying to dog on Xbox, this console gen, but the numbers don't lie. They are. Yeah, maybe they went too swarm. too big, too fast. Right. Whereas too quickly. You, build, you start Slow something it down. small and like get people to come into it, ask them their opinions. What can we do to make it better? Work with them, fix it, and keep making it bigger, and then like spread it out to other consoles. Then I think they could have right. pulled it off because Microsoft has the technological or technology. <laughs> Technological. I think you tried to create a I word for a second. I tried to. Technological. But, uh, Microsoft has the technological ability to do this stuff. Yeah. But if they don't put the legit time and effort, yeah. like most things, you're going to fail. Well, and I think that's, you know, knowing, not knowing Microsoft, but Microsoft is a huge corporation. Right. They've obviously got multiple arms and everything. They've got their gaming division. They've got, you know, like the computer part portion of it, the background, you know, um, it's the OS and just everything that they have their hooks in. And, you know, they've got the money to kind of throw around, but that's probably, especially with a gaming community, you've got to have to have some uh, actual natural devotion to it. And, devotion and some people that say, hey, this is a cool 
you know, device, like actually using this, it has some features in it that maybe Twitch doesn't have. Maybe some of the other ones don't use. Right. This is kind of neat. And then see if people stick with it. But, yeah. but at the same time, they tried. They are also now at that point. They get that trophy. A couple months from launch and they need to devote all their time and energy into it and their money. Yeah. And if they're trying, if they're really going to try to make different versions, um, cause there was that, I don't know how legit it was, but I saw a tiny version of the series X that was more squatty. Like they were trying to say, Hey, we have our own Xbox series X S version. that looked like it was half the size of the series X. I don't know if that was just a joke thing. Somebody made to take a shot at Sony went bigger and Microsoft keeps going smaller. I don't know, but they've, they're trying, I, they're, yeah. My honestly, one of one of their divisions that is interesting to me, and we brought this up a little bit last week, is xCloud. Right. I think ultimately, I mean, you look at Stadia. Stadia, the idea that you can stream your games anywhere, put right. them anywhere. And I think you've mentioned multiple times about the app thing. Right. Like, oh, what if you just could play those PlayStation? And I'm like, no way. There's never going to be a time. But you know what? Like, there's a possibility. It is Could there be an xCloud app on PlayStation? It could happen. I think. Now, why would you play like that? It would be kind of odd, I guess, unless. Well, yeah, I don't know. but okay, so well, it goes to this. Say. Unless maybe you have your PlayStation downstairs, Xbox upstairs, true. then you want to. But if but if your your X Cloud app that you're putting on the Sony PlayStation is your exclusives, and only your exclusives, yeah, then you have the ability for someone who wants to try the Xbox exclusives without having to purchase another console. Right. Then they have that ability and you can even, which as, as shitty as it would sound, you could even downgrade the video quality. Yeah. You can make, Hey, this will stream at 720, but yeah, on that's an a good Xbox point. Series X, it's full. Right. You're going to get the, you're going to have the 4k HD right. ray tracing, all that. And you're not going to have a console. that looks like a piece of garbage. <sighs> And be a chunky boy. If it was all black, would you like it more? No, I don't like you it. You just at don't all. like the angles. It, it looks the, terrible. Okay. And the, the, like the fact that they've actually well, I I can't say that. I saw them somebody maybe holding it, and it was almost almost like half a man yeah, I chest. Know, I, said that I was like, like holy okay. crap! So it's the and there's I know this. That's is either the smallest guy holding a huge console well, or the biggest console being held by a normal size man. At the risk of sounding racist. <laughs> Whoa! Nice joke. Asian people are not that tall, and unfortunately, three Asian men with one of them holding a console. That's already, are we gonna have to apologize after I, this episode? I, I'll apologize. It looked like a third of this guy's height. Yes, and it I did. was like, and I'm sure, and I don't mean to be rude. I'm sure he's not a big man, which makes it worse. What if he was like six five? You find out. If they were, if he was six five, then I'm definitely more worried about the size of the console. Exactly. But I was just like, "Oh my god, this thing's a third of the size of this guy!" Like, right. You know. And there were some people going, "Well, it's not that big." I'm like, uh, "Who's where? Who? who right, what are you looking at?" Right. I'm not exactly. sure. Like, I'm sorry. Like now, granted, this, that is not a, a full. Like, a, they have not verified that image. Yeah, they have. They have not verified it. They have not said yes. That's it. But if that's it, right? I don't. I don't care how crap. big the person is. If if at some point, unless you're a child, oh if the God. system is a third of the size of somebody, that may not fit down there. 
that may not fit in your entertainment center. Well, luckily, my the where it'll go upstairs will be sitting flat on okay. top with but my still, television elevated above. Holy it. crap! Um, yeah, it's a big guy. You're getting off topic. About I am. I am for the look of the system, even though you're, I think, in just a vocal minority. Oh, I maybe maybe, but it, gosh dang, it's <laughs> um, it's nauseating. So to keep talking about Facebook. Um, Facebook and Oculus bought Ready at Dawn, which is the studio that made the 1885 The Order for the PlayStation 4. Um, it's kind of a big studio. It's not a small one. And I feel like that's like the biggest studio purchase Facebook has made so far. That's and an interesting acquisition. It is. Because Ready at Dawn might not have been like the best game but it wasn't a horrible game you mean 18 order 18 they, the, what did i say yeah. i said, said ready Don is the name of the company. Yeah, the, the company the order may not have been the worst game or the, the best game but it wasn't the worst game it just it had some pacing issues and the game, i remember it looked amazing it, it looked really pretty it was one of the it was one of the launch titles for the ps4 and they were like hey we're showing off the tech you know and so and i and it's always one of those when they're showing off the tech of a system at launch there's you risk that possibility of your you're sacrificing something and most of it was put into the visuals maybe they'll be doing the ports of resident evil that'd be fantastic for just facebook oh for oculus yeah for oculus just because they've got you know that's actually pretty smart because they could use ready at dawn to do um different ports of games to work for them that's an interesting thought i never thought of that um i just thought it was interesting that facebook's getting into buying a you know, a, a game studio, a, a game studio. Yeah. Um, Let's see what they come out with. Cause I don't think Oculus has any first party. Games. I kind of would like to know Oculus sells numbers right now. You know, I think well, they they're took back a, in stock again. At yes. Amazon. That's the thing is it's the first time that we've started to see them back in stock. And I've, I've seen them they, in the store. Yep. I think so. they took a big bump with half-life Alex. And then I, I think COVID and quarantine kind of gave them another right. bump. And now that they're being found in stores, where are we at? How right. much did they sell during, during that time? Excuse me. Right. Well, see, and they, they might have even bust, busted, um, boosted production because because of COVID, right. because of everything. Right. Else. Because people were, you know, buying them off shelf, you know, buying them out of stock. So they right. were like, let's get these things in stores, see how we do. So, which would be good. The more people that have them, the more interest there is, the right. more possibility of great games which, coming to this. Which is good, not just for Oculus, but it's good for Sony for them invest keep. It tells them they should keep investing in their VR yeah. to make it better. Uh, HTC, that's good for them because they're like, okay, it's a legit thing. We just need to catch up to Oculus, you know. And it also is good for Microsoft to see. And if they're already partnering with Facebook on on gaming, Facebook gaming, yeah. then you're kind of getting that. Hey, uh, let's let's make this jump over to let's make Oculus compatible with, which I think they should have done already. There should have already been a partnership there. I am, you know, when you first kind of mentioned it, I was like, no, I think, you know, I think here's my thought. Microsoft is hands off on creating their own. Right. I think at this point they're like, which is fine. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Siri, the series X is Phil Spencer's baby. He right. is like, I am trying to get this out the door. I want it to be the best console you've ever had. I want the integration to be in there. You know, there some of the things similar to, you know, they're killing off things that aren't working mixer, 
must not be working for him. Right. Gone. Check. You know, it's out of there. We bought 17 game studios. Okay, cha-ching. Here we go. Here's the possibility of, you know, extra, you know, new games. You guys have been asking for this. This is what we can have. Game Pass, best deal in gaming. It you know, here's all the stuff that they've got. And now if they were to say, similarly to me hooking up to your PC, oh, and with your Oculus, you can connect it. Right. Like, and we'll, we'll use the power that we have in there, the 12 teraflops uh, and the processing power that's built into this machine that you can use your Oculus with games. Which there. then you take Half-Life Alex. Oh, yeah. And then you put it on your system. And then if you don't have a PlayStation that is compatible with anything other than PlayStation VR, which I can see them making a, a port of Half-Life Alex to work with PlayStation VR on the PS5. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. with how powerful the next gen But that's one are. of the things, too. So the headset, you know, the Oculus Quest, the one I bought, 64 gig memory. Right. That's all it's got. Right. Half-Life Alex was 50, I right. think, 50 gigs to download. Right. I don't have that space to put on. I mean, I do. I could make space for it, but I can't put it on that, you know, the gaming system by itself. I can't right. put it on the Oculus by itself. I need an intermediary. Right. Xbox Series X would be perfect. It would. Solid-state drive, 12 teraflops, better processing yep. power. Basically, these machines are now built like PCs. They are. Let yeah. me use them as one. <laughs> about the size of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, which I, if I was being honest, I would rather Sony take the money and not make a PlayStation VR that's dedicated for PlayStation, but either put it into. Um, or are you talking about like you're obviously the next one? The next what one. the next series? The next one. What about okay? Go finish your. Finish I would your rather thought, they either drop making their own and make whatever system they're releasing compatible with all of them so that you can use them and then you playstation is known for first party games then you can heavily devote the first party games to using the better tech or buy htc vibe or make an agreement with like how i just said i think oculus should be on xbox go to htc and say hey we want to take our tech we currently have take your tech which is I'm going to say is superior and let's work up our own that works with PlayStation and with PC. Why would they do that? That's leaving money on the table though from, for another new headset say, and say the next headset that comes out, obviously, you know, they're looking at everybody else, what they're doing and the Oculus quest wireless. Right. So they've already got that, you know, maybe thought process of, Hey, we want this next one. Well, shoot. Well, that but, doesn't make actually sense, but, I was going to say, because... But here's the thing. HTC's is better. Oculus's is better. They have it figured out. They've got... The hand controls are better. And if you're, you're, you're pulling money away from trying to make a sole... Uh, what's the... A pri proprietary. Proprietary device. And then you work with a company who's already got a really good thing going who then can benefit from using your own technology, I think it would be a better fit. Mm. I would hate to limit the market down to just two big players in the VR, but I think, I think it would be more cost effective for Sony to do that. But at the same time, they've probably been working on something that we still don't have. We haven't seen it yet. They've, yeah. they've been working on whatever their next yeah. thing is. That's possible. I feel like if their next thing comes out and it's not, it's still not up to, like, so you would even say the Oculus Quest is what you have? Uh -huh. Correct. You would say that's not even their top tier product. 
Correct. You haven't even like they have. So there's there's one that's more dedicated to PC. You the Oculus Quest is the wireless one, right. That you can play without being hooked to a you know computer and has and the apps. Rift is the yeah. I think that's the one that you can actually hook into the PC. You actually have to hook it in there, right. To use the games within this you know the system, and it's got a better screen and you know right. other things built in. And to you know thinking about that, PlayStation is not going to build a headset without wires. It's gonna be have to leveraging some of the PS5's power, right? To to work it, because I was just thinking, no, because then if you had that off, maybe they could make like a little silly thing, you know. But like kind of similar to the, the the you know Oculus Quest that I have, it's gonna have a certain built-in memory to it, and it's only gonna be able to carry so much. So you can't right. put full games on this thing. Well, no, because one will easily max to, it it's out. It's gonna have to be plugged in, so it'll have to be using the but, device. But itself. to me, Quest is the perfect vehicle to use with the the next Xbox. Right. Because it's it's a wireless thing that you can use on your PC, but it also can just be plugged into yeah. something. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. That'd um, be cool. I'd be up for that. I, yeah, I've, I, I still don't understand how Microsoft hadn't... Because they were a big part of the, the Oculus presentation. Like, they had the whole Minecraft mm-hmm. thing, the table, and all this other stuff. Can I get... Here, I have a thought about this, in all honesty, of why okay. they never jumped into it. So they came out with Connect, connected fairly well for them on the 360. 360 um, then when they made the jump to the Xbox One, they got all the crap. Like everything was just piled on them. The fact that it cost $100 more and people were saying because of the camera, people then, you know, talked about, is it always watching? You know, like it, it. And so they put a lot of money into a piece of tech that was not 100% guaranteed, but they it did well for them initially, right. and then I think over time kind of went away. I think they were not prepared to do that again with a VR headset. With a VR headset. Now, using the existing devices, I hope they look at that as a possibility. I think that would right. be the, the smartest move because they have they have removed themselves from that play space. They never they didn't put any. Well, they probably had some R and D in it that we're not aware of. You know, like a, t- right. a team that was working on it, but they did not put the millions of dollars that would need to be invested that like Sony did for a dedicated headset for their system. But you know, now there's other headsets out there that were the Oculus, the HTC vibe, you know, PlayStation, there's other ones that can be used. And now what I think would be a good time to enter in and say, Hey, you know, just a, a, a fantastic bullet point, you know, show something cool, show resident evil eight, right? Resident evil eight. We already, we've already seen it. We know it's out so, there. So PlayStation gets the debut of the trailer. Yeah. But then Microsoft show it, gets... show it and be like, you know, you know, something like that, you know, bring up like a logo and then be like, we want to let you all know you'll be able to play it on Xbox Series X with, you know, whatever headset, whatever, whether combati- whatever combati- compatible headset you have. Right. And then show somebody like play a little demo part of it and people right. will lose their mind and they'll be like, it's on there. Right. Because PlayStation has already announced that it's going to be VR. VR. Yeah. VR compatible. So, oh man, that'd be great. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4 was finally announced. <laughs> you sound There's, so mad about that. Well, so he, <laughs> Finally. For me, I grew up playing... I played all three Crash Bandicoot games. Yeah. I loved them. They were the... I think Casey, that was one of her games back in the day. Justin's wife. Justin's wife. Yeah. So for me, it was like... Crash Bandicoot's like always been the PlayStation mascot to me. I actually think... I better just say this. I think Casey, Justin's wife, is probably the biggest fan of Crash Bandicoot in the world. I better just cover my bases here to make sure I'm safe. What Biggest about, fan. What about Brent? No, Casey. No, Casey. So. Um, the fact that they let the rights go and 
it moved over to Xbox and they've done uh, like ports and all this other stuff. It's kind of sucks because like I said, I've always envisioned it as the mascot for Sony, but at the same time, it had not gone to all these different ports. Had they not done the big remaster that everybody got behind and they, you know, people bought like, yes, you remastering the first three. We want that. And then they bought it and then they did, they redid nitro racing. They bought it. And I think, like, I think it was all an experiment. Like, should we make another crash? And I think also when it started jumping to the next generations of like Sony and even Xbox, I think maybe they weren't sure because looks and controls that they fit on a PlayStation, a PS one, and even a PS two. But like, are you really utilizing the hardware for the next one? And I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened with how they made their decisions to not keep supporting it or anything. All I want to know is who's making it. That's what I was curious about. You know, I don't know. Because whenever I saw the trailer, I was like, that's cool. I'm glad that they are making it. I wasn't as mad as you were about them having it delayed as long. Well, it was was never announced. It wasn't that it was even delayed. It was just... No, I know. Yeah. Or the the gap in between, right, between you know, releases them, them of games. Because for me, that's a great game for my kids to play. It just like at the start of Uncharted 4, I'm like, holy shit, I'm playing Crest Bandicoot in Uncharted 4. This is amazing. That was fantastic. Uh, and the controls suck just as much. The <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that is a game I was just talking to, I think, Dave, about Crash Bandicoot was a game that control-wise didn't age very well and also because of the controls was unnecessarily hard when it didn't need to be because of the controls but i think that i think that was a product of suck it up cupcake well I that's think how it, games used to be true no and continues three lives you either do it the first time activision you go back to the beginning activision is producing it toys for bob and enox Okay, are, are I've heard people. of the, like I think most of those companies, I've but I don't. Toys, I don't know what they've done in the past, but I've heard of them. Right. Hmm. Um, but no, I'm just I'm, I liked the trailer. It looked great. Has the humor. Has the music in it. Like I'm ready for it. Um, and I liked the the they've obviously upgraded the look of Crash a little bit. Added some more texture to him. It looks cool. Um, is this a game that you have any interest in? I know it's not Bug Snacks, but... I know, right? Once you have the pinnacle of Bug Snacks, everything just measures pale in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a game I would definitely play. Like you said, I enjoy the games that I can play with my kids. I don't have to worry about what they see or what they hear. Right. And especially well, Crash, if they... Like Crash Bandicoot's one of those games. Yeah, and especially if they've got some of the some humor in it that is silly. Yeah. I'm all on board. And it also looked like they borrowed a lot of the gameplay some gameplay mechanics and the look and feel of um ratchet and clink a little in the trailer looked like there was a little bit of that in it so i'm i'm excited for for crash and it's going to be on all the systems i think even switch so um (laughs) so sorry apparently me talking and said trailer set off my alexa upstairs heard me say it my wife just texted me let me that's pretty funny um Ghost of Tsushima has gone gold officially. The, they announced that yesterday, which is this, like, that's on schedule. This is day one for you, right? Ghost of Tsushima, only because I'm not purchasing it, and Dave already did. I'm would it have been day it. one? Um, or would you kind of waited? I would. Ghost of Tsushima was a game that I want to play, 
and I was probably going to play no matter what the review scores were, but once previews and more reviews start coming out of it, I will have known whether it was going to be a, oh, I'm getting this right away. Yeah. When's re- what's release date? Um, July 15th. Okay. I might be off on that. Um, it's the middle of July. That much I know. Um, I'm not, I am not like Dave is where he's like, his life is revolving around the release of this video game. So, um, I hope it comes out on time then. Well, well, it's gold. So (laughs) it's already in production. Um, not to mention, I'll probably still be playing last of us because, well, maybe I don't know how far I am into last of us. How about how long do you think you've played? I've played for 15 hours and I know that because when I saved it, last night or this morning whenever i played it last um it had a timer on it and it said 15 yeah. hours should we segue over to and let's segue all um, right how, what do you think what do, how are your feels so you and i have talked about to be fair okay so critics love or at most enjoy but have some issues with last of us 2 having said that um what did Brent just say? Oh, he was just talking about uh, oh, we could Summer do it Thunder all Games. Online. Doesn't want, he just doesn't want to get around anybody. Exactly. Um, we've talked in the past about... Or anyways. Critics. Sorry. Critics, critics, for the most part, liked it. Everybody had some issues with it. Um, even IGN said... this. So they rated it a 10 as a masterpiece. They said, it's not perfect. There are issues with this game. But in terms of what it's trying to do... They gave it a 10. Um, and, but people who are playing it, it's way more, it's way more divided. Mm-hmm. It's either you love it or you hate it. And, and a lot of it revolves around the story. Right. Um, I have avoided all of that literally like they're infected. Like I just, I haven't read any of it. That's I, good. I'm glad no you haven't read anything. To. Yeah. And like it, it hinders some links I click. Because I'm like, man, I just don't want to see comments because I know how comment sections are. And you and I have talked in the past about being able to telegraph things that are going to happen in entertainment, but still enjoying the ride, the ride. Yeah, absolutely. So there have been, I have theories over how this game plays out all the way to the end. As I get through them, each one of them kind of clicks into place a little bit more. And I'm pretty sure I know what, why, where, and how, and everything from that point. But the experience of playing it is... It's, it's making it worth it's it. It's making it worth yeah. it. The, first it's of the all, journey. The, the visuals, this game is beautiful. Like, I just... I've stopped several times just to look at around. Um, and then I'm always one of those people, the number one rule of playing an RPG is never go the direction you're supposed to. Yeah, of course. So, like... No matter what area I go to. So without spoilers, the section I'm in now, there's something that's happening in the distance that I'm trying to get to that has a very feel of, oh shit, get there now. But I know it's a video game and I know it's not going to progress until I move forward. And there are a lot of empty buildings around me and I am one of these people that wants to check every empty building. So... That's what I started doing. And I kind of, you could hear like gunfire in the background. Yeah. And I was like, I kept going, it's not going to progress. 
Let me just keep looking around. God bless Naughty Dog for not putting timers on things. Oh. That is probably one of my least favorite things in oh, games. Right. Timers for certain Especially areas. when you, if you're putting, It does add a, a certain level of stress. It does. To have a timer. Dead Rising be a fantastic example of that. But. And this game enough is, is stressful enough with the different between. So the only, so there's, they, they said this in the trailer. There's two warring factions. There's a religious group, and then there's the WLF, which is like a military militarized militia. And I'm just getting to meeting the religious group. I've had to deal with the WLF. And, like, dealing with the monsters is one type of stressful, especially when you're in dark rooms and all you have is audio and, like, the, the little sight thing you use where you can, like, sense where they're at. That's stressful in one direction. When you find yourself surrounded by militarized people, it's stressful in a different thing. Um, but the environments are great. The, the There's so, so much little details. There's a lot going on. Like where I think it was Polygon has a whole article on their front page. Why the rope physics in Last of Us 2 are amazing. And it's like this plug-in that you have to plug into a generator, which I've already done. But this guy just walks and picks it up and starts wrapping it around things and showing how it interacts and how it behaves. And they're like, they interviewed Naughty Dog about it. And they're like, well, we really appreciate that people are noticing this kind of stuff. <laughs> but it's just the little things. And like, I saw a thing today where this guy who is, uh, works for some other development company goes, put a, an animated thing. It wasn't like the actual clip of the game but it goes there's a scene where a character takes off their shirt in the game where they grab it like this in the back and nice, they pull it over sexy. the top of their I like head. it and Brandon goes, just has, hey, a, has his shirt off now right. I just want to let everybody know um, he, he showed me physically what it looks like yeah. um, and he's like there's no clipping the hair interacts with the shirt it pulls over, it goes, and it continues the animation. He goes, you people have no idea how hard <laughs> this is. Somebody had to have been screaming about this, making it look like this. Oh, man. And they said the same thing about just getting the physics on the rope right. But it's like all the little details of just the sound of puddles. Like doors. I was in a room, and I heard a noise that sounded like a door opening. And I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was alone. And I pulled my gun out and I like in the direction and my lights on and literally like the doors just slightly, but the creaking of the door. And I was like, and I walked over and I shut the door and I'm like, <laughs> knock that crap off. Cause I can't handle that. That would have been a perfect time for a jump scare. Oh, right. And if they you... have plenty of them. Okay. And yeah. cause so if you've ever played last of us, you've got the mechanic where you, you kind of, you get low and quiet. And you can kind of hear the noises. It kind of allows you to hone as to how far away you are from things. They completely remove that mechanic in certain buildings. When you could you could do that through the whole building, you have no sound. But you go up to this one bathroom with the doors half open. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go check this room real quick. Holy shit, there was one right there, and they just like they're really good at it. That's uh, this is a little off subject, but I played some you know more Half Life Alex when I was over here oh, last yeah. time, and I've heard I had heard about a level where it's dark and it's gloomy and it's scary. And I got the closest probably in real life that I had to be like panicking and being like right. freezing up and just being like, cause in this game, you know, in this one, you are actually having to reload your gun. Right. And I could tell 
that like there were it was dark i could hear things things were coming for me and i had run out of my clip and i was like i gotta reload this and it, i dropped the clip and then i just like had to stop because i was like i'm not in the game right i'm, I'm in Calm a safe down. i'm in a safe space and vr i'm makes going it, to die the vr probably makes it even worse because you're <laughs> immersed yeah. and, and like, i can hear these things right that i'm like i can't get around either because i'm like they're blocking me and the light was on my hand and so i'm like i have to actually shine it to see where they were but i love right. that games can do that to you right it caused that experience um, so in terms of the story so far it's been fairly predictable to me there are people that the one the one criticism i have seen is like the choices the characters are making in the game seem to not match what they are like what you, you would think they would react. Um, I have personal life experiences where I've been like, nope, 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 that makes sense. Like there's just a thing where people are going to act a certain way. And a lot of it is trauma induced. And people make decisions when they have dealt with trauma that aren't rational and decisions. people drop gun clips when and they're in drop, a VR right, headset. That's right. not real. Well, see, and there, there was a, the, and that's the other thing. Like there have been a couple times where I've been in a situation where I just said, Nope, I'm losing it. And I set the controller down and I waited to die. I was like, I can't. <laughs> and like Austin's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I failed. He's like, but you're not dead yet. I'm like, I know where this is going. Yeah. I know how many bullets I have left because the Last of Us game doesn't give you, they don't give you a shit ton of like ammo and all this other stuff. But um, so the, the story is a little predictable. I think I know exactly what's happening and where it's going to go. Um, but the way they tell it is beautiful. And the game, the gameplay is normal, is, is really good. Like the mechanics, how it plays. I have yet to have an issue where I didn't like the control scheme. It didn't bother me that at all. I know a lot of people don't like the quick time-esque events, the way Naughty Dog does the Uncharted games and that kind of stuff. But it's not every aspect of the game. It's only partial aspects of the game. Um, the stuff that I would change are all nitpicking so far. So uh, one point I'm curious about, does it sound like your PS4 is going to take off? Um, I've heard that it can overload the system actually and have it shut down briefly. So it gets I'll so... say this. I've, I've except for 20 minutes today, I have not played this game without headphones on for several reasons. One gotcha. I know from experience from the first one, the game, like it gets you into the game more to have the headphones on. Um, two, I've found that if my kids can't hear it, they don't stare at the television. So I've actually been able to play it with both of my children in the room and neither one of them are paying attention to the TV because they're doing other things and they don't hear the noises. Not to mention the game's dark and you yeah. can't really see what is happening a lot. Like, but with the headphones on, I get the squish of the bullets hitting zombie heads and like, you know, the sound of nothing you, better, the, the type noises. They can't hear that, and I think that's the more intense, scary part of it. Um, the one time I noticed Logan, the seven-year-old, where he looked like he was paying attention, I stopped. And it lasted for like two seconds because he just wanted to know if he could have a popsicle. I was like, he was like... <laughs> Who he doesn't want to like, know if they he have He was a like, more like, I'm going to sit right next to you and stare at what you're doing so that I can get your attention. Yeah. But so having said that, I have taken off the headphones or a one ear and it does get really <laughs> loud. I've heard um, it's bad. It's, but when you play the game and you see like what it's doing, yeah, I can't imagine it not 
at times. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, barring them just absolutely do an ending that just totally doesn't make any sense at all. I don't see. I'm not gonna. Where are you on the opinion. grading scale? Zero to ten right now. What right would you now? give it? Well, right now I'm probably at like a nine. Oh, I was going the other way where ten's the worst and zeros. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing. Nine. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really looking forward to finishing it, and I've talked to Brent about it. He's highly enjoying it too. Um, Dave loves it. He thinks it's amazing. Dave does it right where he sits in a room with no lights on and sits two feet from the television with headphones on. So crazy, crazy people. Um, oh, well, let, before, let's end with this little question. Mm-hmm. So we kind of discussed this. What do you want Naughty Dog to do next? Sequel to Uncharted, so sequel saw, to The Last of Us. So I New saw IP. that online. Yeah. Let's answer so the question. What, what were the three things? It was a sequel to Naughty or a sequel to Uncharted. A sequel to The Last, Last of, of Us, Us. too. I think uh, Crash Bandicoot, but now we've got... I think there was something else. Or something completely what new. What would you like to see? I want them to see something completely new. Even if they have another chapter of Last of Us planned, I want to see them before, before they give us any kind of new Uncharted, whether it's the daughter, one more story, or whatever, or move to the chapter three of last of us. I want them to step out of their comfort zone because I feel like if they step out of their comfort zone and make something completely new, they can then go back to those things with a completely different mindset. And I think it would be even better if they have a story plan for uncharted, like with his, with Nathan's daughter or something, because then you come back with a completely different mindset of something going out of the box for something else. Yeah. It'll have some fresh eyes. It'll help make the, yeah. it, a, a fresh take on yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Series. Okay. Yeah, that I I, I I don't even care if it's a first-person shooter or get away from third-person action RPG. Fair enough. Okay. So I'm in agreement. Kind of like how House Mark's now doing a third-person action RPG when they've always done top-down or, like, arcade-style yeah. games. Like I'm yeah, I think, in all honesty, the smartest thing for them to do would be just to join the Bug Snacks team. <laughs> Uncharted 4. Or Uncharted 5. Bug Snacks. Isle of Bug Snacks. Nathan Drake's kids. Yeah, could you imagine eat. how good it would look? Dude. <laughs> right. I would buy that. Dude, you make um, Bug Snacks look yeah. like... Let's call them up. Let's get them on the phone. Um, last couple things here before we get going. Uh, Rockstar's Rockstar or Rockstar Rocksteady. So apparently, so there, there's two Batman games or two DC comics video games in the works. One's being done at WB Montreal, which thank goodness because it's been quiet for a long, long yeah, time. So DC Comics is doing at this least hundred years this DC fandom thing um, in August. Um, 10th, I think 10th or 17th. Cause I looked at it today. Um, and there's two things that are expecting to be announced. One, finally, whatever the hell it is, the Rocksteady is doing. And the first look at whatever, um, WB Montreal has been working on for Batman. So there are two, um, web addresses that have been discovered owned by Warner brothers. Um, one of them specifically by Rocksteady. Uh, one of them is, Gotham Knights with K N I G A T 
GHTS. Um, and that's the one that people are assuming is attached to Warner Brothers Montreal um, because they've been hitting in a court of owls, uh, this whole Batman thing where they're going to continue it. Um, makes sense. I'm fine with it. Whatever. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever they announce. <laughs> yep. Which is funny because it's a Batman game and you would think it would be the one thing I'd be more I know, excited about. I know, you'd be going about. bonkers about. The problem is I love Rocksteady's work so much that I want to see what they're working on more. And the other web address that has been seen or found that they own is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And apparently Eurogamer reported that they've talked to somebody internally and had can't confirm that their next video game is a Suicide Squad game. That'd be interesting. It, it I'd would, like to see right? How they would do that. I would. I'm so excited for the prospect of seeing, especially if it's based off of them trying to kill the Justice League. Yeah. Like you know, because then I go into what characters are you using in the Suicide Squad? Oh, absolutely. Because like, like not just the characters that you know they, they have the set of characters that are in the new James Gunn one. They have the one that was in the David Ayer movie a couple of years ago. Like they've had so many different iterations though in the comics of what makes up. The Suicide Squad, I'm like, I want to know what characters you're putting in it. You know what I mean? Because, and, and what's even great about that is Rocksteady already has history with a lot of the characters. They have a history with Harley, Deadshot, Deathstroke, uh, Solomon Grundy. Like, all these main characters that have been from all the, the Dark Knight games or the Arkham games, they have history. So they know how to utilize them, mm-hmm. which I kind of hope they do one or two. But I hope it's a whole completely different new yeah. cast of it. Um, I just want to add, this is off subject a little bit about Suicide Squad. You mentioned the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn version that's coming out. Yeah. And so Brandon and I were chatting last night because uh, I guess James Gunn was kind of tweeting that people are going to lose their mind over John, with John Cena. Cena's character. And the one thought that kind of came to mind, just look at it. Look at the guy. Look at his face. Solomon Grundy. And you said those words and my brain went... <laughs> I told a coworker uh, about that. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I never even thought about that. I'm like, I know. That's what but I then when said. You I was see, like, when you hear it and you look right. at John Cena, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, I'm, I totally hope that's what they're doing. Um, what a, Do you like the idea of a, a Suicide Squad video game? Yeah, I'm on board. Like you said, Rocksteady has shown themselves to be you know fantastic with the superhero genre right and then just to see kind of what they can do with the bad guys bring them in there what does that look like you know with a squad you're thinking okay there's going to be multiple players that you're going to be going through as what does that look like you know i think forever people had thought it was going to be a justice league game yeah and you know the question has always been how do you use superman because superman can do everything right he's you know like he's too powerful right this is a perfect you know use of that this is a perfect of like here we go let's use these characters some one-offs that you know like obviously are sent to basically die but the, right. so they're not all powerful but at the same time they've got their own little quirks right yeah let's see what happens yeah i'm i'm really i'm more it's funny that i'm more excited about that than the next batman game um cyberpunk has been delayed again i have the official statement because it's not it's not the typical delay of hey we're still Russian to fix this game sorry you know which I still want to reiterate the quote like that you always talk about a rushed game is a bad game a game you take time on is still yeah. has the potential to be a good game yeah. 
Um, this is this is the official release that they did. Um, we have decided to move the launch of Cyber Twunk, Cyberpunk 2077 from September 17th to November 19th. Those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something we're not when which is not ready. Um, ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know it'll take. We'll have to take the heat for it. Um, at the same time, we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite this, we think it's the right decision for this game. We'd still like to apologize, blah, blah, blah. At this time, we were writing the words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished, both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, and the skills and the items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of the bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. And then this week, journalists are just talking about everything that's going on with people unveiling games and stuff right now. Hmm. They're basically saying, look, we finished the game. We just want to make sure there's no bugs. Yeah. We want to make sure it's polished. Yeah. Which, in a world where... We release video games and then have a 80 gigabyte update day one. Anything that lowers that, I'm fine with. Because if I don't, you know. And they've proven. Like, I have friends that have been like, I don't know. This is actually starting to make me worried about the game. Not me. Like, especially when they flat out say, no, the game, we're done. The game's finished. Like, it's done. We just need to make sure it runs completely smoothly. Um, and I think part of that goes into they're releasing on two different generations. They have to make a game that's probably probably doesn't have that many bugs on a next generation console because of the processing power to have also to scale work, it back, scale it back a little on for the old ones for the old ones because you can't get rid of that base. No, you can't. Oh, man, you can't. That would be killing yourself. Right. That would be yeah. Um, the one thing it helps them with is it basically makes it a launch title for both the Series X and the PS5. Yeah, because so, they've talked about the no pay to upgrade, basically. Right, so. which is something that is becoming the trend with both systems. Um, Avengers, the Avengers game that looks like garbage that they keep touting, Sony kind of talks about. Um, <laughs> they've officially announced it is coming on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 and will have the free upgrade to the next gen versions. That's if you good to hear. It on it. That's it's, encouraging. I told, I said this since day one, since the, since the second Microsoft announced they were doing this, this wasn't going to be something that Sony didn't do too. And it's just, it makes it's sense. It's good for more. players. It's it what they good. need to do. Um, so no yeah. more double dipping except no. for GTA. Do you, you mean quadruple dipping? Mm, you know, Skyrim nice. used to catch a lot of heat for how many times it would release a version of something, but yeah, They've kind of released the same version or completely updated version of the game like three or four times. Yeah. GTA has done everything it can to just milk the exact same version. Um, are you, are you, you even have any interest in the Avengers game? No, not, not currently. Not as it stands. And I don't know enough of what it is. Like I've seen, right. you know, like the little brief thing they showed. 
and it looked it had moments that appeared fun but i just i don't know they haven't done a good enough good enough job of explaining how am i going to continue to have fun with it right how can i hang out with my friends how can i do this and that and what's that going to look like um so i will segue that into so cyberpunk 77 is doing buy it get it free um avengers is doing it a lot of games madden's doing it um where do you stand on buying a console so out of the game? So this is yeah, the little th- my little addition to this has this may be the first year I decide I'm not going in with a new console. I'm gonna wait. I think you have brought up some good points with Xbox, which is primarily where I play for the most part. Is that we know that all their first you know party titles are gonna be. Yeah, they're, they're going to go forward. On, they're going to go backward. I got this. I've got gonna the be on Game Pass. It's yeah. going to be. I've got the Xbox One X, so it's right. like I've got the at least you know the better console to play my games on, and so I'll, I'll be able to get the Halos. Maybe it's not going to look as good. Maybe it's not going to have the ray tracing. Maybe you know like right. there's not going to be as much particle effects. Maybe it's going to take longer to load. But ultimately, I don't know if that's enough to make me be like, and, I uh, need to upgrade. And the man whose biggest next-gen game he's looking forward to is Snacks does not really care yeah. if, the, if the visual quality exactly. isn't like the most Now, granted, here's the, here's the other. So this last generation, Xbox One and PS4, I actually didn't buy. I did not buy. Brent bought me a console, I think, on launch day or close to launch day and sent it to me. Had it sent to me in the mail. And he's just like, you can pay me back over time. And I do love techie stuff. I love right. new, you know, new technology. I love using and kind of being in the zeitgeist of discussing like, oh, look what this does and look what that does and look, you know, what, how cool this is. And I appreciate that these games are going to be able to play on the old consoles and the new consoles. I appreciate that. But I just know too often the console is shortly thereafter improved you know the price right. has dropped right you usually um the games then that like especially some of the heavy hitters which you know with game pass i don't have to worry about first party stuff with x with you know microsoft um but a lot of the stuff that like i eventually will want to play on sony will probably be cheaper in price and i just can't buy the ps5 because it looks bad and they will improve it i know they will improve well, yeah it. they'll come out it'll get a- better Probably rather quickly, they'll Abs- probably have a smaller version. Yeah, exactly. They'll make the form factor will look better. You know, they'll get better controller heating and everything. And I'm just, I'm not 100%. I'm a little cautious too because obviously they have made their console chunky because they are trying to exhaust right. all the heat and well, everything the, the out of there. The complete outside of the inside of the, well, I'll use the word fins that come up. Yeah. When you look at the main part of the console, that entire thing is wrapped. It's a heat sink is, to like yeah, get everything out of there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, there is a possibility that, you know, with their heat problems already, they may not have solved those. And th- I don't know. I just, I want to see what Sony does right. first. And if, you know, consoles come out, the PS5 seems like it's reliable. You know, it's not sounding like a jet engine that's getting t- ready to take off into space. What if they come up with a limited edition Bug Snacks PS4? <laughs> On launch day? On launch day. Ooh, that'll be a tough one. <laughs> and the controller's a strawberry? Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, then I might since have it's to. dual sense, maybe it releases like strawberry smells. And that would be smells. amazing. Dude, I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't done that with a controller yet. Try to find a way to do that. But that is my, that's my thought. I think 
And, you know, not only that, but it's a substantial amount of money to get in on the first day yeah. as well. And so there's no need for me to jump ship just yet and to move on to the next thing. Not even really jump ship, just move to the bigger ship and say, right. oh, this is better. I want to see how things play out. And I honestly, I mean, I want to wholeheartedly say I don't think there's anything that can move me from that position for at least a year. I think I'm going to just kind of see how things play out and then come back to the table. Is all of this dependent on Microsoft's July 1st party thing? No, it's not even dependent on that because I know that we are going to be supported in the previous generation. But what, well, okay. What, so they, you already that, said, well, they already said they're not releasing anything this year. That's... Here's, okay. Here's some things they could show me that would maybe push me closer to saying yes. As we were talking with VR, if they come out and say, hey, guess what? That Oculus Quest you have, the HTC Vibe, the Oculus Rift, you can plug it in now. And you can play games. We've got, you know, the store set up. You can play Half-Life Alex on it. You can play thing. You can play um, Resident Evil 7. You can play Resident Evil 8 with the power of this console on your VR. Okay. Now you've got something that I don't have readily at home and right. I don't have access to, you know. Um, so that would be, that would kind of like perk my ears up to make me be like, hmm, okay, maybe that's something. Uh, but I don't know what else they can show me at this point to kind of have me jump on board right off the bat. What if there was a spring release for a first party um, game that was just, you were like, oh my God, I need this game. Like, I'm just saying Fable is a, because it's a buzzword. Like, there was an amazing looking Fable game. They said, releases February 2021. But it'll be, they said the first year they're supporting it. So it's going to be on the previous generation. So for the, like, even the first half of 2021? I think so. I mean, I, unless, uh, here's the thing. If the story comes out and they're like, hey, we meant like the end of the year. That's as far as we're supporting that's, it. Cause that's how I took it. The way it. I took it was that they're going to be supporting it for at least like a year after, basically. And if I'm wrong, I could be completely wrong on that. And they could say, okay, after December, you know, 31st, midnight or January 1st, everything moving. There's going to be games that are, you know, set on the new consoles. You're not going to be able to play it anywhere else. Okay, we'll see. I got to see what it is. That July showcase right. then is a little bit more interesting because you'll have to say you'll only be able to play this on the Xbox Series X. Don't you think that's going to hinder what they, they're doing in the first year? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. In, in, because I've been thinking about it more. Every game you make has to be able to be played on an Xbox One and a Series X. Yeah. You're limiting what you're using. This This goes back to my issue with the, the showcase they did last month mm -hmm. because there were all these games that say enhanced for series X, right? which in my head goes, okay, so you're making the game for Xbox one, but you're enhancing it for series X, which means you're just upporting an Xbox one game. Like what the hell do you mean by enhanced for? It's going to look nicer. You know, you're going to have better graphics. You're going to have the then shaders. You, then you're I feel have like ray you're not utilizing the console. Yeah. For... And what, what this is what PS5 has said. This is what Sony has said. They said, we are not making a generational like bridge of like, hey, these things are going to be able to be played on the PS5. They are right. going to, they're setting cell first party on games. a first party. Yeah. Games. They are yeah. setting cell on a brand new console and they are saying the only, what is going to be able to be played on this is not going to be able right. to be backwards compatible. That, that, that doesn't count towards third party publishers. Correct. Like, Correct. EA, like EA. Yeah, wants I'm to, speaking in and, and, and third party pub publishers are going to 
support both yeah. consoles. Now, you know, to that matter, this is a question of goodwill. Like, right. does PS5, is this burning some goodwill of PS4 people of saying like, well, but what about these new things? If you don't need the new console, like the only right. game I think I saw that actually looked like it required it was Ratchet and Clank, the portal thing. Right. That's the only one that like actually looked like it would need they, a PS5, they, they need a th- that type of tech to, to work. Right. But if not, if the games that are coming out are like, that looks like that could very well be played on a PS4, right. but you're holding it, you're capturing it and keeping it on PS5, do I think it's going to make people you know, perturbed enough not to buy it? Right. No. I think that, that I think the PS5 is going to remain the leader. I think it's going to fly off shelves. I think that it's going to be very hard to find for probably six to eight months after it's released because I think it's just going to be whipped up really quickly. Right. I have n- almost no doubt about it. Microsoft has the harder uphill battle with this, but they are trying to say, we're not going to leave you guys behind, but we're going to show you that this is why the Series X will be better when you move to us, when you transition right. to us, when you decide that, hey, this is where you're coming to, and maybe they can show something remarkable. Maybe this in July they can show something that is going to knock my socks off that I'll be like, wow. Like I don't know that the loading feature that they had where they jump between four or five games is enough for me to say, yeah, I'd pay $500, $600 to right. load games you know, a minute to two minutes faster. Right. No, I'm no. sorry. That's not enough for me. The, it's nice. It's a nice perk. If the the one thing that I think would help Sony in that, where you're like, they have the, there is that, well, are you burning some goodwill? Is so. I'll and I don't that. even think they really are. No, I don't, I don't think they are either. I don't think, I think, I don't think people care. I think people are ready and excited for the next generation. Right. I just, I think that it's going to release in limited quantities. And so people will be like, oh, I want to play that new whatever. So. The Miles Morales game, I can almost guarantee, is going to be on both systems. I will make a faux bet that it won't. You don't think so? No. You think it will only be on PS5? Correct. I will faux bet you right now. Okay, sure. I'm so, in on that one. Okay. Um, okay, let's make the terms real quick. You believe it's coming to both yes. on ga- day and date? No, not day and date. Eventually? Um, How, okay, then we need a timeline. Well, not. Well, first of all, I don't think... They've already said it'll be holiday. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Miles Morales ships at launch. Yeah, I think I think I think the PS4 ships or the PS5 ships early November, mm-hmm. and I think Miles Morales comes out beginning of December. Yeah, or mid December. Yeah, when it comes out, I think it'll release on both consoles. I disagree. I think it's going to be just on PS5, like for its whole life. Yeah. Okay. That's that's. The well, bet. hold on. That's a little bit tougher. For its whole life, they'll never port it down. Well, then the we can't do a foul bet on that. Well, no, let, okay, well, ever... let's just stick with what I'm saying. How about within that that, that December month, if it doesn't come out on, on both, both consoles, consoles, you owe me right. Fa. If it does, I owe you right. Fa. Okay, so and then if it does release on sometime in its lifetime, I think you know, down the line, and I think the rumor for Spider-Man, I'll buy you like a wonton. There we go, a wonton. <laughs> Actually, can you give me a crab rangoon. There you go, crab okay. rangoon. Um, the if I remember correctly, they were talking holiday twenty twenty one being Spider Man two, okay, as the release, and that's kind of why I feel like you release Miles Morales on both. But come next winter, you want to play the next Spider Man game? Yeah, you play it on the PS five, right? 
what I was going to go backtrack to was the a huge benefit. First of all, the, and this is the other thing. This is where the backwards compatibility comes into play. Because if you're flat out saying on the PS, on the Xbox, every game that you own, you can just play on this one. You don't have to like digitally, it'll play. You have the disc, it'll play. There's so many, well, Sony has already said that a majority of their PS4 games will play. I think the issue, I th- and here's where I think they're, and I've been thinking about why they haven't said all of them. So when Sony incorporated the ability to finally change your name, there were old PS4 games that weren't structured in the way they made their changes so that you can have the name change. Not all of them, but there were some old ones. They had a, they have a list of like a hundred games where they were like, you can't if you change your name, you're going to experience issues replaying these games if you've already played them before. Mm. I think okay. that similar thing is part of the reason why they're saying they're. Well, I just heard something. I didn't. I thought it was the dog behind. <laughs> I thought me. it was a clicker. Uh, dude, I'm. <laughs> um, I think that similar reason is why they're saying not all PS4 games will play because I think they made a back end change to something in their networking that might hinder the ability to play that. Having said that, there's so many rumors going that around that Sony just hasn't announced yet that they're going to be able to play PS2 and PS3 games on the PS5. And there's just like there's so many insiders that are going we're telling you we're pretty sure this thing is going to be able to do this and they just haven't said it yet. Like they're holding that like little nugget back to do that, which if that's really the case, I think then they're really not leaving anybody behind and they're saying, sell your PS4 or just buy this one. It'll play your games. Yeah. Like we have a, like here's your list of games that aren't going to work on the PS5. Right. We're sorry. It kind of sucks. We'll probably release a digital version later down the road, but, or PS now version. (laughs) Which, hey, you have a yacht for a year, so you might be able to use that. Right. Um, But you know what? You have the disc, it'll play it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, that I think the first year or year and a half is where I think backwards compatibility matters. If you're like Microsoft and saying, well, for the first year, we're only going to, we're going to make sure both consoles stay supported on all our first party games. Because, I mean, you got to, I just hate the idea of designing an entire game for the past console generation yeah. when you have a brand new shiny. Well, and I will say realistically, releasing. I think so. I think I, well, I'm almost guarantee you Halo will be one of those games that goes, you know, between right. Forza, the new Forza will be the one that right. goes, but you know, between, but I don't think there's going to be any other after that big heavy hitters that I don't think fables. I think fable when it comes out, it's going to be series X only. I think when a couple of their Psychonauts 2 will go back and forth. You know, I think there's going to be some games on there that will go back and forth, but I don't think, you know, whatever these other studios are working on, I don't think they're going to say, hey, well, and no. this only, this works with both. I think it's going to be, this is with the Series X in mind. Right. And that's well, only third-party where it studios works. are going to do that. They're going to have it where their third-party studios are only going to release games on PS5 and on Xbox Series X. They're not, they... They're going to have games. They're going to like Madden's going to be on both. They have to, you know what I mean? Like those certain types of games, but EA is going to release a game. That's only for next gen. Activision's going to release a game. That's only for next gen. But for it, it, what sucks about that for me 
wanting to purchase an Xbox Series X, you're telling me so I can get that on either PlayStation or Sony or Xbox. It doesn't matter which one. Though you know, unless they have some weird exclusivity thing. But if you're telling me in the first entire year cycle of Xbox Series X's life, there's not going to be one first party game that doesn't release on both. I feel like you're wasting an entire year of what you should or could be doing. Yeah. Because to me, there should have already had a first party game or first party studios, at least one or two devoted to nothing but a series X game. So that within the first three to four months of the lifestyle or life cycle, you already have the next big show off of what the system yeah. can do. And I may have misunderstood what they said, and it may have been just till the end of this year, but there is a possibility that their their goal or their like thought is, yes, maybe we may have some new consoles or new companies working on games, and yeah, it'll play on both, but it's going to look amazing on Series X, right. which some people love that stuff. Some people like the best, like the biggest bell and whistles. It's almost enough to push me over occasionally, being like, oh man, if it's looking the best, if it pl- is playing the best, if things are so smooth, it's almost enough. But this is where I step off and say, okay, I'm okay to wait. Right. Bug Snacks is going to look just as good on both. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You might be able to see like the little hairs of a strawberry. That might be true. Or the bugs crawling out of the strawberry. Especially if Naughty Dog jumps on with them. Oh, deuce. <laughs> All right. You hear that, Neil Druckmann? That's right. right. You've get, got your get, next writing get, gig. Get, get Bug Snacks. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Naughty Dog Chronicles. Exactly. The life of one strawberry yeah. trying to get from one end to the other. The last of Bug Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. As always, good talking to you. Um, we need to work out apparently uh, summer game, summer Thunder games. Absolutely. Remote Brent, Thunder whenever you're ready. Uh, just Just Tune says Remote Thunder Game South. All right, I like it. All right, <laughs> sir. We will talk again next week. Um, Indeed. Oh, one more thing. I wanted. To, I didn't know if you saw. Uh, Tony Hawk One and Two Remake uh, are going to have a beta in the warehouse. The warehouse oh, cool. level beta. That's on. the demo I played. That was is it? Yeah, that back um, in the day. No, oh, I forgot the date. I think beginning of August. See the end of July or beginning of August. Yeah, that's the beta or that's the demo I played, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna get into a skating game, and I played it and was and like, like, I must buy this. this. Right. I was like, I need this game. Um I meant to add that to the list. I saw it last minute. Um, sir, it's great talk yep. to you. Enjoy your games, people. Yep. Peace. Lightning matches? Where we get shocked if we, uh... That's what you need to get. You need to get... You've seen that game where the... Is, I don't know. What, is that what it's called? You put your finger in and it shocks you? No. It, oh, where the, you hit the button. Where you hold the thing and, like, the... like. Yeah. I actually have thought about that one before. Eight? Seven. Seven. Yeah. How long did that end up being? Uh, seven hour and 40 minutes.